Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Christine Nashi from Sky Sport Fitness in Columbus, Indiana. Christine, how are we doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited that Jess contacted me and asked me to do this with you. Love it. Appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us, especially here on this, on this Friday, middle of summer, nice and hot out. So, so let's dive in. You've had this business for over a decade, which is great. So first, congrats on that. No small Thank feat, you. obviously. Thank you. Right? So Sky Sport Fitness, Columbus, Indiana. Let's go back in time to when you decided to do this, go down this entrepreneur, entrepreneurship route in the world of fitness. Uh, why initially did you decide to do that? And second part of the question, did you have an initial business goal for yourself when you did start? So I had been in the fitness industry for years prior to opening up Sky. And um, then we actually, I'm from the South side of Chicago, a little town called Beverly. And I decided to, um, or my family decided to move uh, to Columbus, Indiana. My husband is an artist and a designer and we loved the community. We loved the small town. There's so much that we loved about it. I could go on and on about that. But um, so we decided to move. And when I did, I just thought, you know, this is the time, this is the opportunity to open up a space for myself because I had worked for large gyms in Chicago for years. And I, I was, I was AFA certified, I think it was 2002 or 2003. And then since then I've accumulated, accumulated so many different, <laughs> so many different, uh, you know, I got that same cert that same year. It's terrifying. Right. Oh, good. Nice. Okay. So, so many different certifications. I mean, like indoor psych, like everything. So I taught kickboxing. I taught aerobics step. I mean, anything that you could come up with, sure. I taught it. Right. But then when we moved, I was like, I really want to open an indoor cycling studio because that is my passion. And that's what I love to do. But at the same time, I did not have the funds to just buy a bunch of, you know, $2,500 bikes and open up a studio. Um, so I did a little bit differently. We named it Sky Sport Fitness simply because I wasn't sure if it was going to just be an indoor cycling studio. And then also because I was always thinking about how like the sky is the limit, right? Like the sky, like there's, there's nowhere you can't go. Like, let's just keep moving forward. So, um, yeah, so I went ahead and um, started the studio with, I think it was four bikes. Yeah. And then I had some other classes on the side because I, like I told you, I, I, I've done indoor, I mean, I've done kickboxing and step and all these other things and personal training. So I knew how to do those things, even though my main goal was always indoor cycling. So um, we opened it up, Sky Sport Fitness, and um I only had the four bikes, including the instructor bike. And I was the only instructor, which was insane. Yeah. So I was like literally riding every single class. And my husband, who um, is, a, is, is an artist and a designer, like I said, he, it was literally like something crazy, like two days after or something that we bought these bikes that he then sold an a certain amount of either shelves or stools. It's been such a long time that I can't remember, but he sold them to like a group that that paid for wow. the bikes plus wow. some. 
And we were like, mind blown, right? We're not even 30 years old yet. We're just like, this is insane. We have little kids. We're so, we're like through the roof ecstatic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that paid for the, the initial few bikes that I got. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need more bikes. I can't do, you know, 14 classes a day because I was the only instructor at the time. <laughs> and so we came up with this program called the, um, oh, it was called Sky Angel. So you become a sky angel and basically you're paying for your entire year up front. But when you do that, it was, so it was like at the time and you're talking 2011. So at the time it was like $895. Right. And you get your bike. Like it's your bike. Wow. Okay. In the spot that you want, like that. where you like to ride. Some people love to ride in the front row. Some people love to ride in the back row. Some people love to ride right by the fan. Some people hate the fan. So like you get your bike. So that was really how we grew. And now I've got 17. So yeah, yeah it was great. And it was just like a one-year a one year program where like you're just paying for your rides ahead of time. Yeah, no, a good way to get some cash up front too to use, like you said, for equipment or- Absolutely. For, money, for marketing equipment, pay yourself maybe or- build out whatever we're using it for. So you use it for the equipment, which is great. It allows you to grow, allows you to bring out some more coaches, which yeah, coaching 14 sessions or classes a day gets. It's a lot. Yeah. A couple of days in a row and you're just smoked, you know, like it's, it's oh, yeah. Yeah, very hard, but so yeah. So spinning is our bread and butter. What makes um, like uh, today at this point in time, what makes sky sport unique there in your community? So we don't have another cycling studio in our community, but we do have a lot of other cycle um, classes. So like there's several gyms. Um, I support all those gyms. Uh, there's one that I'm a member to. There's another CrossFit space that I absolutely love to go to. So, and that place is called Rat Park. It's fantastic. Um, but at the same time, there's no just like dedicated indoor cycling studio. So we're very much like kind of like a niche or, or niche or however you say it, but we are, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's just a members only and everybody is welcome, every single person, but 95% of the people also have memberships at other gyms because all we offer is the cycling or the PT. So most people, if they are fitness people, they're going to go somewhere else, you know, if they feel like running on a treadmill or they feel like lifting weights and they don't want to do it at the time slots that we have for personal training. So, um, we also make sure that it's, it's kind of like, it's a small scale facility, but with like kind of lofty ambitions in the sense that like we, you know, provide, you know, all your amenities. If you need to take a shower, there's all you need to bring is your clothes. Like literally that's all you need to bring. And like, you know, we just have all the things that you would need and we keep it very clean. And so many times people walk in the door and they're like, this does not smell like a gym. Like, this is like, this smells like what I want my house to smell like. (laughs) So yeah, it's a little bit different. We used to have a thing in the cross world where if you went in the gym and the bathroom was nice, like, you knew it was a good business, good gym. Like Right, right. And nice, I mean, just clean. There's not totally on the ground, you know, like. No, I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that goes a long way. The cleanliness of the vibe that you're going for there now. So uh, cycling, spinning, bread and butter. How do you go about at this point in time after 12 years in 
how do you run your marketing campaigns and how do you get new clients in the door on, on a regular, consistent basis? So when I first opened, I was like, I just need to get people in the door. And I know that they will spread the word because mm, the way that I do cycling is rhythmic based. And, you know, it's not, we're, we're standing at 99% of the time we're standing as we ride, we use weights, we do choreography. There's so much going on that like, it's not, it's not, it's never meant to simulate an outdoor ride ever. So even though, and I love outdoor riding and I've done that, um, many, many times I'm not like, a, I wouldn't call myself an outdoor cyclist, but I have, uh, you know, done like 20 miles outdoors or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But my whole thing is it's a rhythmic ride. It's full body. Yeah. It's in the dark, which is really nice. The Yeah. The instructor is lit up so you can like see the instructor. But besides that, um, nice. yeah, besides that, people feel very like secure because if they are not ready to stand up on the bike for the whole you know, 50 minutes, or if they're not ready to use the weights, or if they don't want to do the choreography, nobody is like, you know, judging them, looking at them. So our whole thing is like, no judgment, no competition. The only competition should really be between you and that bike, yep. you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen some, yeah. Do you have any of the cool lights in there? Like the crazy fluorescent We lights? don't do that. No, we don't. And I, one of the reasons why is I really want people to, and I've, I've been to studios that do, and I have nothing yeah. against it, but for me, I feel like, and we don't use monitors and that's on purpose. Yeah. Um, simply because I feel like people today, myself included, we're so connected to a screen, whether it's your computer, your TV, your phone, your iPad, whatever it is. Um, we're so connected to it. So for 50 minutes out of your day, yeah. shut the lights off and get in your own head. Like and that, so, yeah. yeah. And so many people I've had uh, over the last 12 years, I've had an insane amount of people tell me like, this is cheaper than therapy. I'm getting two for one. Yeah. And they're like, I work so many things out in my head while I'm on that bike because we do, we just shut it all down. Like, it's like, you're working as hard as you can for you. And like, screw the you know metrics or the you know what i mean because you can do that on your own time people, people there's so many opportunities i mean people can there's a lot of people at sky who have their own bikes and i think that that's great you know like and i then i've also had people at sky who they buy their own bikes and then they want to sell them in like six weeks because they're like i'm not gonna be you know it just depends on the personality yeah they need the group but yeah it's great great form of therapy and uh, i think it's the best drug there is out there at working out you know totally the reasons obviously so word of mouth is big for you in the beginning where do you stand with like your philosophy on the social media advertising then any paint advertising or any organic advertising on those platforms um i do so uh, for my 10 year i did a billboard for the first time it was a digital billboard and I really felt like that was great for me. Um, it was a, it was a high, it was expensive, but it was the first time in 10 years really that I ever advertised. Besides that, I did some Facebook advertising, you know, 10, 20, maybe at the max 50 bucks to like, yes, you know, promote something or like a, to boost something or whatever. But for the most part, um, yeah, I've not, done any advertising and I think that that's what's so important about word of mouth I mean so many times when I first opened up and I knew not one single person in this town when I moved here not one like so many times I would have you know 
one person in my 5.30 a.m. class and one person in my 8.30 and one person in my 10, 10 a.m. But I just treated it as if I had every bike full. Right. And within, you know, six months or something, all of those classes just filled up. That's awesome. Or yeah. you now, like present day, Christine, like as far as capacity, are you there? Can you add more people? Is there a waiting list? Where, where are you at in, in regards to that? We're, we are pretty much at a wait, a wait list, almost all of the classes, or there'll be like one or two open bikes. Um, but what I can do is add more classes. I cannot add more bikes because we soundproofed the uh, space. Yeah. And I put so much money into soundproofing it that I don't ever want to move. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it wouldn't make any business or financial sense to move. So what would make sense is just to keep adding classes. So just for an example, um, during the summer, so we, we had a 7am class and then during the summer, we took that 7am class out. So we would have like a 5.30 and an 8.30. We got rid of the 7am, but now that school is starting back, we're putting the 7 a.m. back on. So like, there's always opportunity to add more classes, you know? Yeah, is that where you see the biggest opportunity to kind of scale the business to be adding more class times? Yeah, okay. yeah, Add, it, the, adding more classes is, 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 a, is a big deal for us. And like we, right now we have two lunchtime rides. Um, I would love to add, you know, another two more, you know, like, okay. yeah. Two a week. Say it again? Two in a day or two in a week? Uh, no, no, no. Two lunchtime rides in a week. So like right now we have two, we have them on, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I would love to add another two. Like I would love to do, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays as well so that we have four lunchtime rides in a row. Um, and I think that as school starts back and things start changing, that we'll be able to do that. And we did get rid of a few of the lunchtime rides just for the summer. So yeah, slower time of year, hundred percent. Absolutely. Slower for us because people are, riding outside or they're swimming in their pool or they're just not able to get away because they're with their kids. Like there's so many different reasons. Always a slow time here. Um, are there ways, so I know cycling, spinning, bread and butter, right? 90%. What are ways you, your clients, members are able to spend money with you on top of that? So we do, like I, I had mentioned earlier, we do all these challenges, right? And then we do have a lot of merch too. Like that, um, I, I actually... I just des design it myself because I don't want to pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> I mean, my logo was designed by a friend um, in New York that my husband knows very well. And that was great. But um, this logo behind me, I don't know if you can see it. Probably. That's our original one. That's like the vintage logo. But now we have a new one. It's a big, it's a circle. It says Sky Sport Fitness. I'm sure maybe if you look at the website, you'll see it. But with that, I can play around with it so much and do so many different things with it. Um, yeah, but. We got, yeah, we got some merch. I know you do those challenges, personal training. Uh, let's talk about the challenges. I know you run a few a year. Let's talk, mm -hmm. talk us through why you do that and then how that setup kind of looks. It really brings in a lot of people when we do these challenges because, you know, our regular riders tell their friends, like, this is a great opportunity. Let's say, for example, the December challenge, it's 25 rides in 30 days. Well, there's no penalty if you don't do the 25 rides. If you do five rides, you did five rides and it's the first time you've ever come. You know what I mean? So it's a low, it's extremely low price. 
um, to be able to ride as much as you want a month. So I, I don't know the exact numbers. I'd have to pull it up from last year or whatever, but let's say it's 25 bucks, right? To join the challenge. Well, it's $25 for our current members. And then it may be $30 for people who have never been there before, because we always want to like tell our current members how much we appreciate them. You know what I mean? So, um, so let's say it's 30 bucks for the entire month. Well, that's a dollar a ride if you rode every single day. And, you know, like, um, it just gives people that opportunity. And I don't even know, I'd have to look back, but I don't even think that those numbers are accurate. I think it's more like 15, you know what I mean? It's like 15 bucks to, to ride all month. And some people get hooked that way and other people ride once and never come back. You know, everybody's different or they, they ride once, never come back. And then three years later, they're like, sure. I rode three years ago and now I'm obsessed and I can't, I can't stop riding every single day. So it's just, it has to be in your own time, you know? And those are great. Yeah. For obviously, like you said, lead generation and for retention too. I'm sure it's uh, a lot of correlation between the people that participate in challenges and, and they stay for a long time. Over these 12 years, Christina, have you seen a like average life cycle per client? Like how long does a normal per person stay for with you? Oh my goodness. So uh, the gym industry is so fickle in that sense where, you know, people just, they either, they move on or they um, hear something from five people down and then they're like, oh, I don't want to go there because I heard such and such, you know what I mean? Like all kinds of stuff. And, um, but currently I have a really steady group of people. And I would say like, for example, I have at least, oh gosh, I have at least 15 people that have been there from the beginning. And I know that because they are on like a grant, they're in a grandfather rate. You know what I mean? Like I will never raise your price ever, ever, ever from the first day that you walked in the door, as long as you don't cancel. So that is like, I've got people that are paying, it feels like pennies compared to what it is now, you know, 12 years later um, that have been here all that time. So I've got people that started five years ago and literally have, have come almost every single day for five years. Yeah. I've got a guy that comes, he, well, he rides, um, every day okay. and then twice on Saturdays. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you get these loyal followers and it's fantastic. Feels raving yeah. fans, right? The more of those, the better. And, and I'm sure they're telling their friends, family, coworkers about. Exactly. And I'm sure we've got a ton of people from them, which is also uh, terrific, right? What yeah. else? So been doing this 12 years, like owning a fitness business gym not easy right what are some of the biggest challenges you faced or maybe something you're facing right now my biggest challenges have been in the past um my cycle instructors just because people come and go right, and yeah. it can make the business look bad i feel like sure. you know you've got a cycle instructor who like loves it loves it loves it they want to be there and then they start teaching and they realize like there's more to it than just enjoying the class you know what i mean so i feel like that's one of the biggest challenges is just letting people know like it's a business it's never personal ever never personal um that's definitely a challenge and then um what else i don't uh, yeah i'm not i'm not really sure i, I think i think you know, people come and go. And I think that that can look bad, but I also feel like 
it's important because it's so great when they come back. And I never take it personal because I was a gym rat. And I not only was I a gym rat before I started teaching, <laughs> but I also taught like in Chicago, like I would literally teach a step class on 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 Van Buren and then cross the street or go to LaSalle and teach a different class. So like I was all over the place. I was going everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's just what people do. They want variety. So you, you can't take, you can never take it personal. No, I agree. I think that's good advice. Uh, it's business. It's not personal. So like we can't, if somebody leaves, we just can't do it that way. I think nothing good one, it. one of the things that is challenging for me though, personally, is that because I'm not a franchise and I just opened this on my own, if there is like a rule or there's a, you know, like somebody signs a contract that can get very personal, especially in a small town, like where if it's, if it's like a planet fitness or something like that, which is great. I love planet fitness, nothing against it. I'm just saying like, you don't know who the owner is. Right. If right. you're trying to cancel your contract, you don't know who the owner is, but everybody knows who the owner is in a small place. And then it can be, it can get really vicious. Especially if you're just, if you're like, I'm sorry, you signed this contract and you still have two more months to pay. Well, like, yeah, so that kind of stuff is very challenging for yeah. sure. That's yeah, Man managing that and managing those relationships and our reputation is, is big, especially in a in a smaller town. Hundred percent. So yeah. Just talk challenge. Uh, biggest opportunity for you at this point in time, kind of over the next year. Anything you're looking to capitalize on? Uh, biggest opportunity. Um, I mean, I really want to grow my. Um, my personal training, I'd love to add more classes right now. I mean, more cycle classes, but then as far as the personal training goes, we are really doing well this year with, um, group personal training and we have it, uh, five days a week. And then we just added on like a pro golfer, um, that does singles and he's really great. Um, you know, it, it, I've had some people, I've had a few personal training clients that have been with me since the very beginning and they have the same exact time slot. And that's so, that's okay. so great. Yeah. But I still always want to add, you know, more PT. I'd love to get a male. I'd love to have a guy personal trainer, which I don't have right now. I have, um, I do have a male uh, cycling instructor, but I'd love to get a personal trainer as well. So yeah. two good yeah. things to focus on. And uh, especially after 12 years in the game, you know, a, a good way to to grow for sure. So last yeah. question for Christine. So you've been there 12 plus years, linchpin there in your community. What's ultimately like the legacy and impact you'd like to leave there uh, with Sky Sport Fitness within your town? Um, that really we're all the same. <laughs> you know, everybody is welcome. It doesn't matter, you know, your fitness level, your size, your 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 capabilities on the bike, if you have the coordination to, you know, do arm movements while you're riding, whatever, we're all really just the same. And we're all just looking for validation. And we all just want to be the best that we can, you sure. know? Um, I feel like it's so important for people to remember how you made them feel rather than just, you know, I don't know, just being a business, yeah. you know, like I, I want to make people feel good. And COVID was really rough. Like COVID was, was really bad. Um, for us, we were closed for like four months and, um, what's so great and shows me how strong our community is, is that so 29, we had 2019, of course, because I'd been open for a while prior to that. 
And then 2020 was like the worst sales I've ever had in my life. But 2021 was the best sales I've ever had. Um, yeah, which is incredible because, you know, you think like you might pick it back up or you don't know or whatever. But be between 2019 and 2021, our sales like skyrocketed, which is amazing. And it feels great. And it just knows it just shows like people want to support a small local business, you know shows you're doing a lot of things right and uh, making a lot of people feel good, which is which is awesome. And I think that speaks volumes, uh, which is terrific. And our, kinda, our goal here at the end of the day is, is just that. So Christine, I think a perfect place to wrap this up. Where can we check you out? Your website, your social media, so mm -hmm. follow you and uh, follow your story. Yeah. So it's just Sky Sport Fitness. A lot of people want to put an S on the end of sport, but it's not. It's just S-K-Y-S-P-O-R-T fitness f-i-t-n-e-s-s.com and then if you go to our website you will find all of our other social media stuff instagram sky sport fitness um uh facebook is just sky sport fitness and then i also have this community um text it's uh through this app called community and it's great because you can text um 812-370-81 oh shoot 370 8073. That's what it is. And um, you can text me and I can answer you personally, answer all the questions that you need. But then when there's a sale going on or a special instructor coming on board or there's anything like that, I can text over a thousand people at the same time. And it's fantastic. It has really grown my business quite a bit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've seen, I've used that before too. And it's, it's a really good tool. And uh, yeah, it is for us to use here uh, now moving forward. So, Christine, again, thank you so much for coming on, spending some time with us and sharing yeah. the story of Sky Sport Fitness. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. Until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jason from WS9 Fitness in Aldridge in the West Midlands, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you, Jason? I'm good, thanks, Brooke. Glad to join you today. Thank you for the invite. Of course. Thank you for taking the opportunity to sit down, take some time out of your afternoon, have this conversation with me. Much appreciated. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on over there, give us a little bit of background. You know, what was it that led to you going and opening up WS9 Fitness? Okay, so um, I originally came from a manufacturing background, automotive, um, and 20, nearly 20 years ago, I decided that that really wasn't for me. Um, that the only thing that had been constant in my life had, had been fitness. So I decided to uh, retrain quite late in life to become a personal trainer. Um, all my friends thought and family thought I was a bit, a bit mad. Um, and yeah, so um, 10 years ago, um, I opened up 
um, WS9 Fitness. It was originally a CrossFit affiliate, and so that's what that, that's what led me to it. Okay, so you now have been open for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Give us your best elevator pitch of WS9 Fitness now. Who you currently are, what services, what products that you um, serve. That way, our listener really understands your business model and kind of who you are as we move forward in this conversation. Okay, so uh, I specialize in uh, helping and guiding 35 to uh, 35 plus um, male and female clients that are uh, white collar professionals. So they um, have fairly stressful jobs. Um, and they're looking for a facility where they could come and just basically be told what to do and be coached by a, a fellow professional. So, you know, they want somebody that's been in the industry, knows the ins and outs and that, that trust process that they're going to get the results that they're looking for uh, and continue to get them over a period of time. I'm very fortunate that the length of engagement that I've got with my clients is in excess of three years. I've even got some clients with me that have been around for, since I opened, 10 years, which, you know, um, coming from a Globo gym background before opening my own gym, that's quite rare. You know, people are very transient in a Globo gym. So to have clients around me and have stuck with me and trusted the process, um, yeah, that's, that's really what we do. We yeah. do a sort of a CrossFit methodology. Okay. Um, I'm a CrossFit level three coach or trainer, I should say, not coach. I'm not quite a coach yet, according to CrossFit. Um, and yeah, we do a, that type of methodology, but we have a number of other type of set group sessions as well that um, work around fitness as a whole. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, you have, you know, the group training, that's the bread and butter of what you guys do. You said something there that really stood out to me was that like a lot of your clients are with you like more than three years and that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And in this industry, no matter who you are having, keeping your clients for more than three years, that average lifetime being three plus years is really great. So props to you for, you. for keeping them around for the long haul. Um, so beyond the group training, do you guys offer like semi-privates or personal training at all? Um, yeah, I, I do personal training when everybody joins. We, we do our three or five sessions. Uh, and funny enough, um, today I've been uh, creating some adverts for a personal training offer to go onto social media. Um, that's an avenue that I've not really ex explored before. So, um, yeah, it could be a good introduction to find some, some new, new blood for the gym rather than just directly coming into the gym as a group exercise and doing one-to-one -one first, giving people the opportunity to just do a single session every week and f find their feet, really help people meet people where they're at rather than just actually, um, chucking them in at the deep end and hoping that they swim. So, yeah, um, yeah, we are looking at, though, I am looking at that currently at the moment. Yeah, it's really smart because like from a business standpoint, of course, you know, we can bring in more revenue from personal training. We can charge a little bit more than we can for a normal gym membership. Um, so for the business, it's smart, but also for our clients, it's it's really smart. Everybody joins a gym with a specific goal most of the time. And so if we can give them the, the solution to that goal, hand them to a personal trainer who's going to create a program to help them achieve that goal directly, um, it's like the perfect recipe for success because they're going to mm -hmm. see results. Then once they see the results, they're going to want to try your other programs and and they'll stick around for the long haul. 
So I, I love the idea of kind of amping up and, and adding more of that. It sounds like you guys right now do like a foundations sort of thing with all your yeah. new clients. Yeah, we, we, we call it either, we call it a kickstart. Okay. You know, so it's a, um, a way of just introducing people into the gym. We, we, we figure out where they're starting from, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of their journey, because everybody's going to be on a different chapter. We're going to have people that um, turn up extremely fit, but not very strong, or people that are very strong and not very fit. So we want to understand where they fit in within the gym so that when they turn up to a group session, we can give them the workout that's right for them rather than just saying, oh, this is RX and this is the scale version. Go figure it out. You know, we, we want to work with them, even within a group session on a one-to-one -one basis, giving them direction. Um, if I give you an example, we've just gone through a progression of deadlifts, deadlifts over a number of weeks uh, with, with an idea of them peaking this week. Um, so being the coach and guiding them to over those weeks of, you know, um, I think the term's a bright spot, creating a bright spot further down the road. So we know they're going to PR, but we control it so that when they come to this final session, that, you know, 80% of the people in the gym have a great day with a PR and everybody celebrates it, if that makes sense. So, you know, yeah. we, we think quite deeply on how we want people to progress. And Love I think that's probably why people have stuck around for such a long time. It's because I originally started in the fitness business. But then I suddenly realized I'm actually in the people business. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and it's, and people have often commented to me that um, I, I know everybody in the gym. I know about their families. I know about how their work's going. You know, not from a nosy perspective, but I'm, I'm able to have a pick up on conversations that we've had last week or the week before and everything just flows. So I think, you know, knowing more about their fitness and them trusting me to guide them it's been key really. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. I think the more personalized we can get with our clients, um, like you said, it's a people business. It's a relationship building business. And exactly. So, um, if we can treat our clients as individuals, generally we're setting them up for success, but we're also setting our business up for success because people want to be treated as such rather than just a number. Um, okay. So Talk, let's talk a little bit about the membership here. Um, do you guys have like one standard membership that gives you access to all the classes? Is there different levels? Kind of what does that look like? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. So prior to the pandemic, we used to have the infamous unlimited um, membership, which was great if only people, people only came for three times a week and didn't hog the classes. But then inevitably you got people coming six times a week and my rate per person per class was so low that theoretically I wasn't making any money to cover my wages or a coach because I had so many people that were coming six times a week in a class. Um, so after the pandemic we returned and what i work on now is um session based so you can buy a, a membership that's like two sessions a week um three sessions a week or four and i've got a few people on four sessions a week and if they want that extra extra session they can buy it as a as a like a drop in or um you know as a pay as you go that that works really well because it focuses also people's attention the clients and members attention that they're paying for three sessions um, so they're going to use the three sessions and I, I could probably use a similarity to a mobile phone. How many people actually use their unlimited data in a month? Well, you don't, but if you only had eight gigabytes and you were paying for eight gigabytes, you'd probably use your eight. Does that make sense? 
Right, right. No, no, no. It definitely does make sense. I think there's a lot of psychology behind that. Um, and so, you know, right now you're offering the two times, the three times, some of the four, and then if they want extra, they just pay for the drop-in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I guide, I guide them when they start. If 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 they've been out of fitness or they're just just beginning, we go with two sh- two sessions a week, and then over four weeks, three or four weeks, they have a one-to-one with me as well. So they're still getting three sessions, okay. and then. At the end of the first month, they can then slip into three sessions a week. But like anything in anything in life, when people decide to start something, they 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 all their expectations are I'm going to do five days a week, and we I know from experience that's not going to last. So all I want from people is consistency, and giving people two times a week allows them to still fit in all the things they've been doing previously without overstressing the body. You know, and some people that have done a bit of fitness and are moving from another gym, I'll give them three sessions a week because I know that they'll they, they can gel straight into that, and that that's working really really well with new yeah. starters. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, my next question here was like, let's talk about memberships. How many active members or clients would you say that you have um, currently? If you had to kind of guess, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't well, know I, have, I have I have I have sixty. 60? 60 members, 60 members. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've only, so, got two, two, we've only got 2000 square feet. Okay. So with 60 members, is that a spot where you feel pretty comfortable, pretty confident, or are you in a position where ideally you would like to take on more, more clients? Oh, of, of course. I mean, um, I wouldn't want to take on more without degrading the quality of the service that we provide because you know, I do pride myself on, on, on what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Pre to the pandemic, we did have around about, I did have about 84 clients. It, in the last 12 months, um, I've managed to add another 20%. So like last year, I only had 48. This year, we're at 60. So, you know, it's steadily growing to get back to where we were. So if I get to the next stage of sort of 84, 85 clients, and I have operational capacity to get to around about 120, I, 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 I'm very quite slick with the timetable. So I, I, I run only a number of sessions and I run at 60 to 70% operational capacity for the, for the, the amount of sessions that I've got on the timetable. As I, I take on more people, then I can increase the size of the timetable okay. and bring some of my um, coaches back in to coach more sessions. Got you. That makes sense. Okay. So my next question here would be, you know, well, let's talk about that, that growth process. I feel like out of everybody that I talk to on this podcast, pretty common thing that I hear is like a challenge for most people right now is getting people back in the front door, especially post pandemic. So what are some of the things that you're doing to increase clients, get more people back in the gym? Well, I've, I've, I've always run social media ads since that 2015. Um, that, that, that they have more of a presence than um, a success rate in terms of people walking through the door. And I think it's, it's, it's a marketing tool to let people know within your local area that you do exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work on the basis that I need to keep turning up on their social media feeds in the local area to keep reminding people that there is a gym in their, their local area. Uh, we're very transparent. We have the prices that we charge um, on the website. I'm not the cheapest. Um, by far, there are gyms within a six, seven mile radius of me that charge less for, for, you know, I'm not going to say it's the same service because I know it's not, 
you know, people see CrossFit and think, oh, well, every CrossFit gym's the same. That's not not the case. So, yeah, I, I, I advertise through social media, very transparent on the website. Um, we use trial sessions. Well, how we use the trial sessions, people pay for the trial session and we'll refund the money for that session, subject them to uh, booking their first months. Um, it's a no-brainer, really. If you're going to come, I'm not going to give it you for free. If you are interested, pay for it, but I'll give you that £10 back after you've done the session off your first month's uh, membership. That's a really good idea. I hate the idea of the free trial because we're devaluing our service by offering a free Mm -hmm. trial. People who are fishing for free are going to see that and then they're going to take advantage of it, even if they have absolutely no intention on ever joining our gym. And then we have to really, it's a hard sell at that point. So I love the the idea of the, hey, you pay for your trial, but we'll credit once you sign up for your membership. Yeah, I had, I had a, a call with uh, one of the guys from um, Mauer Capital, Rudy Mauer. He's like a big social media um, influencer. Um and, you know, it's, it's people have got to get their wallet out to, to book that trial. So they've shown a level of commitment. And we all know in the CrossFit gym how many people just book um, an appointment and, and no show. You know, no matter how many autoresponders you've got to send to people to remind them, people do not show up for something for free, which is quite frustrating. So I know that if people do pay, they are more inclined and they are serious to continue that journey. Yeah, no, that's a very, very smart idea. Um, okay. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about that and I want to say props to you too, for, for utilizing social media ads. I mean, since 2015, pretty impressive. A lot of gym owners that I talked to have never tried them. They're too scared to try them, but it's, what's scary is that there's people not using social media ads because it is a way to get new faces in through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't cost you a ton of time. If you're doing it right, it's not going to cost you a ton of money because you're going to be getting a great ROI. So, you know, good for you for using those. Um, would you say that you get a pretty constant ROI from your social media ads or does it kind of ebb and flow? Um, probably because I've been using them since 2015. I've been spoiled in the early days. You only had to run a campaign for a month and call it a six-week challenge and nobody was doing it. And, you know, I'd, I'd get 40 appointments booked and, and then I'd probably get 20 people show up for a six week challenge. Unfortunately, times have changed and, and that that trick doesn't work. And there's obviously people talk about the algorithm. So it is a bit more challenging today in terms of uh, connecting with people and getting people to hook up. Uh, I'm still fi- I'm still searching for the, um, the, the magical copy for um for, for um, Facebook ads, you know, or social media ads. So, you know, if anybody has got that magic copy, please hit me up and let me know what it is. When you say like the magical copy, like what do you mean by that? Like what would ideally, what would you get from that magical copy? Oh, oh the magic, the, the, the copywriting, you know, the, the, the okay. message that you can give to people to draw people in. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like- running some ads at the moment that, that, that are pointing out um, suggestions of about um discipline motivation consistency so there's about six adverts running at once that Mm -hmm. aren't really saying come and join my gym i'm giving them information to show them this is what you need to do to be successful Mm -hmm. and hey i'm the guy that understands this and if you come to me i'll help you understand it as well so you can be successful 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked, you just mentioned about the, the psychology behind people's success rather than just joining a gym and hoping somebody, some way of going three times a week, you're going to get results, which mm-hmm. isn't the case. There's a lot more mindset coaching behind turning up to the gym. No, definitely. Um, I would agree with you there. Now, before we run out of time, I want to make sure we can ask a few more questions to you, Jason. The Sorry. That, it's okay. The next question <laughs> that I have in mind here, um, I like to ask this question because, you know, no matter how much is going good, um, we're always going to have bottlenecks. We're always going to have challenges as a business owner. Um, so for you, kind of what would you consider to be that biggest business-related bottleneck or challenge? And what are you working on doing to overcome that? Um, what we've just talked about, getting that next 25 clients in so that I can, um, I've got a really, really talented right-hand man, Sean, um, that, you know, we've been attempting to get him to do more shifts, do more coaching so he can grow in experience and basically make me a bit more redundant from working in the business. Um, getting those next 25 clients will allow me to do that and give somebody an opportunity to actually develop their coaching career um and you know um help but they and help the people that are in the gym yeah yeah i mean i would say i would say that's probably many of our challenges right now if we are in a service-based industry just getting people to utilize our services and it sounds like you know you're you're doing the right things by utilizing the ads and um Mm -hmm. you know all of that it's just a matter of keeping keep keeping that push going, trying new things. Um, Now to kind of flip flop, I asked you about your challenges. Now I want to ask you, you know, magic wand goal situation. I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the business came true. What would that picture look like for you, Jason? I think um, hitting the magical 100 100 members for my small gym would be absolutely amazing. Um, But not just any members that have to fit into the culture. Um, so having the right members um, at that magical 100, having Sean working a considerable amount more of hours, um, and yeah, just having a, you know, a much more stable environment. Yeah, if you were to get another you know, 20 clients in the front door, that would put you at 80. So let's just say you know, 40 more, 40 more clients. How would that change things for WS9 Fitness and for you as the gym owner? I, th- I think from a security point of view, just, just you know, um, like any any small business owner, um, you know, it, you always want that bit extra for the security that, you know, the next quarter's rent's already in the, in the bank or, you know, it's already in the bank account so that anything that's unforeseen, um, you've got the cash there, et cetera. And also it'd be nice to take a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, the idea of getting more clients in the front door would present, you know, more opportunity for you to kind of have like a little bit of wiggle room. Um, yeah. No matter how much we love what we do, having that freedom, that wiggle room is, is certainly nice. Um, and so I, I really am excited for you to continue to bring more clients in the front door, continue to, to see freedom in your own life now, I want to give you the opportunity here, Jason, to share your social media. Where can our listeners go if they want to follow along um, and get a visual for WS9 Fitness? Um, they can find us on um, Facebook at WS9 Fitness. 
Uh, the website is ws9.fitness um, forward slash website. And then we're on Instagram at ws9.fitness as well. Easy. Well, I'm very excited to check it out. Thank you, Jason, for being here today, for sharing your insights. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. Joining us on the show, Brent from On the Brink Fitness, located in Spring Hill, Spring Hill Tennessee. Brent, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great, Hannah. How are you? Good. I'm awesome. Excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into everything, tell me a little bit about how you got started in the industry in the first place. How did you come to own your own gym? Okay. Well, uh, I've been in the industry for about 20 years, and I started off with a company uh, called Body Design uh, that was originally based in Orlando, Florida. When I first got certified, they were my, gave me my first opportunity uh, to give a shout out to uh, Corey Ritter and Doug Blake, if they happen to hear this guys who taught me pretty much everything I know about the industry. And so um, did that for a number of years. Uh, we worked in other people's facilities, providing their training and moved up through the company, learned the backside, uh, the business part of it as we went along. And so when that kind of shut down, I stepped out on my own, did started doing in-home training and uh, from there just kind of grew organically over the last to probably 13 years and uh, moved from Atlanta eventually back to Spring Hill and decided, you know, okay, this is it ready to start, you know, get something small. Um, was renting a room from a, another business, uh, had a 12 by 12 foot, uh, basically a, a moderately sized bedroom. We started training in and that one outgrew that quickly, obviously. And then, um, got the space I have now where it's about 400 square feet and it's all one-on-one -on -one training. So, you know, it's when the client comes in, I let them know that, you know, this environment is theirs, you know, for the hour that they're here. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your services. How do you explain kind of your training philosophy and what you offer to someone who might be interested in, in training with you? Mm -hmm. um, so it's very basic. Uh, we do primarily purely weight training, uh, 
don't focus a lot on cardio. You know, it's come in, lift the heavy stuff, yawn out. You know, if you if you're doing cardio, great. Here's what you need to do out on your own. Want to see you? You know, that's I don't need to be with you for that. Um, right. One of the biggest successes I think I've had is my level of safety. And because I've, I've actually gotten quite a few referrals from our local um, physical therapists and chiropractors for people who are coming off of uh, injuries at other places. And they, you know, send people to me saying, I have never gotten some, no, never had a, someone come from him to me with an injury, but I have people needing to get back into working out from an injury who have had great success. Um, one of my, you know, my, my biggest thing is, is always safety. We'll, we'll push the, push the envelope, but it's, we're going to make sure that your form is perfect, um, that you're, you know, in the right headspace, that, you know, everything is right before we jump into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and it's, and then it's tailored to each client. Um, I have clients who are, you know, double knee replacements, um, hip replacements, you know, shoulder surgeries, uh, back fusion, neck fusion, you name it. I've, had it that's awesome yeah it sounds like a really safe and especially that's one of the big benefits of one-on-one training and not being in a group or being on your own in a gym is that safety Mm. aspect you know someone's watching you making sure your form is right you're not going to hurt yourself so I love that you have a big emphasis on that Mm -hmm. um tell me what's like the demographic of your clients do you work with everybody you mentioned rehab tell me about what your yeah. Um, so it, it very obviously as clients kind of come and go, but I've had everybody from high school athletes, uh, as my youngest to one of my favorite clients of all time, a 95 year old woman, uh, who had a hip replacement, whose daughter was actually a physical therapist and brought her in to do some training. And she says, maybe you can get her to listen because she won't listen to me. And so I got to work with her for about three years, and and that was absolutely a blast. Uh, so, between those two, everything in between, um, you know, I've got some real fit, real you know, go get them. Let's come in. I, we don't need to talk. We just I just want to lift weights and, and get my workout in and get out types. And then I have people who don't ever want to be here but right. do so because they need to and they, and they know they need to and and you know keeping that's that's the hardest part that like keeping them motivated and and excited and wanting to come back uh yeah. when everything you know, everything in their body is telling them no i don't want you to go today because it's going to be uncomfortable yes definitely that's part of the probably the hardest part of being a personal trainer is that mental aspect because you know you can help them you know like you can get the results it's just you know getting getting someone to see it for themselves too and really want to put in that work oh yeah yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, that might be one of the hardest things I had to pick up, especially being one, on, especially with this environment where it's strictly one-on-one mm-hmm. um, and there's, you know, not even a gym full of people around mm-hmm. um, is I've become part counselor and, <laughs> and uh, you know, open, you know, shoulder to cry on and, yeah. you know, uh, as, as well as the uh, fitness instructor for them. So uh, that, that was a, that was a big change. Yeah, definitely. That, that was something for me too. When I got into one-on-one personal training, it's like, you kind of like someone would will vent to their hairdresser. Like you kind of become oh, yeah. that too. You kind of oh, become yeah. like the weekly vent session. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And luckily my, my degree is actually in psychology. So oh, nice. that uh, it, it dovetails pretty nicely. Yeah, definitely. I had to take some psychology classes in my um, exercise physiology class because they are mm-hmm. so hand in hand. Um, okay, so how many members are you serving right now? 
given uh, depending on the week, about 30 to 35. Okay, great. Okay, and then is that something that that's what you can handle in this space? Are you looking to grow, get new faces in? Where are you at? Uh, so that with in this space, I am absolutely maxed out. Um, yeah. It's a it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. But um, yeah, I've actually in the last few weeks, I've had to turn a few people away um, wow. and kind of say, hey, I'll, as soon as I can grow this, uh, you know, grow the space. Uh, but yeah, that's the goal is to take this model and replicate it. Uh, two or three times within the same building. And so I can still provide that one-on-one uh, -on -one private experience um, for the clients, but I can do that for more people. Yeah, that, I feel like that'll be great. You'll be able to serve more people and also a big change for you. So what are you doing um, to, to prepare for that, to get you ready to, to Well, i uh, pretty much uh, prep's done. I've, you know, I've got uh, the equipment lined up and the flooring lined up and I, currently looking for a space and, and using a couple of the resources, you know, here in town to uh, help me find, find that space that's, you know, kind of that right size, not too big, not too small. Um, and for obviously for a good price, but um, yeah, it's, it, that's been the hardest part. And what, but once I find the space uh, build out will be quick, um, shouldn't be more than 30 days or so, and we'll be ready to ready to rock and roll. I've, I've even got a couple of, uh, trainers who have moved to town recently that I've talked to that you know are, are interested in in coming and doing the training with me as soon as I have the space for them as well. So you know that's you know so often uh, a limiting factor for for fitness centers and you know that finding finding good trainers. Yeah, I mean employment right now itself is hard. Like you mentioned, real estate's hard right now. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a few challenges there. That's great that you have trainers lined up. Um, are they going to be bringing clients with them? Are you going to marketing um, to build a big they, space? They may. Uh, you know, it, it depends on kind of what they do in the meantime. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a lot of, uh, a couple of them are trying to do a, a little bit of in-home stuff just to keep their foot in the door uh, yeah. while doing, you know, whatever, you know, other work that they can find. And uh, so they'll probably bring a couple of people with them, but my goal is to provide them with, with you know, people just rolling in the door uh, as soon as there's, as soon as there's room. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. About that, how did you acquire the clients you have now, and how are you planning to get more clients in the door once once the new new space is open? Mm -hmm. So uh, when I first started, uh, biggest thing I did was I joined the Chamber of Commerce uh, here in Spring Hill, and uh, made a couple of contacts. I actually got my first client in Spring Hill from one of the uh, one of the board members, and from there, it's pretty much been organic. It's just it's been almost entirely word of mouth. I did a little bit of advertising uh, in the early days, but in the last probably three or four years, I haven't done, I haven't spent a dime on advertising. And uh, it's, you know, I just, we're a relatively small, smallish community. So, you know, and I, and I've gotten to know some of the people who connect with a lot of other people. Um, so when, you know, when there's a time, when there's a, you know, opportunity and I have an opening, I can usually put the, put the word out to my current clients and say, Hey, if there's, if there's, you know, somebody who's wanting to get into some training, let them know that I've got a space and, and usually it, it doesn't take very long. So now once I have the new trainers, since we, you know, I'll obviously want a lot more, um, a couple of local magazines, uh, actually I'm starting to advertise in now just in preparation for that move. And then, 
uh, do some local, you know, street signage and, and some other outreach programs. Gotcha. Yeah. So will you look into any sort of like paid advertising once you get into that bigger space? Uh, is locally? Bigger? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my wife owns a massage therapy studio and she's been working with, a um, one of our, one of the local magazines here. And actually I'm going to start working with them as yeah, advertising with them just, uh, in December, uh, to start that, start the process, get, you know, start seeing, you know, getting my name and the imagery familiar to people before we really jump into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you played around with social media at all? Or do you have a presence there? Uh, no, I, you know what I, there, I have a, um, obviously a website, but then have a, a Facebook page that I never touch. <laughs> and so I, I kind of got into this prior to that being a really big avenue. Um, no TikTok, no Instagram. I, I just, it, it's, I've never felt a, felt a great need for it. And honestly, some of it, I don't understand. So there you go. yeah, you know, it's, and I, the, the folks who can do it and are able to, you know, uh, really utilize that. I love, I would, I wish, you know, I'm maybe when I get to the point where I've got to really crank things up, I'll might reach out and see who if there's anybody that can help with that. But as of right now, no, it's, it's pretty much just me doing what I do. Yeah. I definitely edify you on the fact that I feel like TikTok's probably not a great place for advertising. It's right. such like a broad like net that really like getting to your target is like not going to happen on TikTok. So don't worry about that. I would say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely Facebook is a great, great like marketing. Um, even if you're just organically posting on there, creating mm -hmm. ads on there. Yeah, definitely something I would look into, especially as you try and reach like a broader audience that can really be like your, your friend. Cause you're, you're reaching people while they're in their home. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely. Definitely would. Would yeah, it's um, Facebook up. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, it seems like uh, it's changed a lot as well. So my, yeah. Like I said, my wife uh, did a lot for her business and was doing a little bit for mine. And, and she even got kind of lost in when the, some of these uh, changes came up with the uh, commercial uh, or the uh, commercial pages. And yeah, it, se yeah. it seems like it's been a challenge. Yeah, so, but it is, it is something to, you know, be keeping an eye on and uh, in the future. But like I said, right now, it's it's one of those, it's the least thing I need to worry about at the moment. So until it, you know, I, I have a place to put people. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, a big picture. Tell me what you're doing right now as a business owner. So I know that you're training, you know, 30 clients, 30, mm -hmm. 35 clients. Um, what else do you do day to day as a business owner outside of training? Uh, I have to think about it. Uh, so obviously the, obviously the, the day to day to, you know, bills coming in, uh, making sure reaching out to the clients that haven't been in in a while, uh, to keep them coming in, to keep them coming back, obviously. Um, trying to work on, I've, I've actually just recently purchased a um, Fit3D body scanner. Oh, cool. And so that's, while I don't have time for new clients, I've been starting to try to work on some marketing for that, especially just having people come in, even from lo other local gyms. Um, although that, that's been a kind of an interesting struggle because going into, you know, uh, 
there's you know a couple of local CrossFit gyms and a, a couple of boot camps and some other you know big box gyms, and saying, hey, I don't want to take your clients away from you, but maybe they could benefit from getting the scan done and getting them to to trust that you know as people come in, I'm not trying to sell them on my services. Yeah. Um, has been interesting, but, um, so, I mean, you know, right now the, the training is kind of absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, making sure that I keep, you know, on top of the, the things that keep the business going, obviously, you know, but outside of that, it's been training and training and training, um, usually, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. And so by the time that's, that wraps up, it's, there's not a lot left. Absolutely. Yeah. From a lot of gym owners that they're in the gym, you know, there's a 5 a.m. class and then there's a 7 p.m. class and there's mm. classes in between. So you really do like live there a lot of the oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So whenever you expand, you're into that bigger facility. Mm-hmm. Um, is it kind of a goal of yours to step back training a little bit? Will you still be full hands on? Would you like to cut back the hours on that? Something about oh, that. yeah. I, I definitely would like to step back. Um, it's that that's actually the goal, you know, for the expansion is. Yeah to get three, maybe four trainers in to take the spaces. Um, I'll, I'll probably always keep my hand in with a few clients at least. Um, but no, I, I want, I want to get back more into a role where I can work more on the business from the outside and as opposed to it just strictly in the business, um, kind of in that, in that middle ground right now of I've built it as big as it can go by myself. Right. So I, I just, I'm waiting that for that, really the property to show up to, uh, to, or to find one that I can, you know, jump into and then get the trainers in, get them going, step back a little bit and really work on getting them more people. Yeah, definitely. Um, Training up those trainers. And- but like I said, uh, I, you know, we said, talked before, I've been doing this for about 20 years and I, I would like to kind of step back a little bit and get in, you know, go back to more, a little more of a management role. Uh, like I said, I enjoy training. I love it. I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't have done it this long if I didn't, but you know, it, it's like anything there's, there's, you get to times where you're like, ah, I just wish there was, I could be doing something else for just a week or two. And then, then I want to. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I think that's so important. Like as a business owner and taking that time for yourself to mm-hmm. recharge, reset, that way you can be the best for your clients when you are, you know, in the facility. Sometimes right. you know, you're feeling burnt out and it's day five of working 12 hours in a row. Like you can't be that cheerleader for someone. So yeah. it's harder. So yeah, I totally understand looking yeah, exactly. for that. You know? um, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, even, you know, my, my, my clients even recognize it. Sometimes they'll, uh, you know, if I'm, kind of if I'm wearing down a little bit or something and if when I do praise they they take it very highly because I don't give praise easily yeah. uh I don't criticize dramatically either but it, so it's it's pretty even keel but when I do praise I'm like oh wait you, what'd you say oh I did well okay thank you and so <laughs> when when I'm really pushing those out then they know that I'm tired then I'm like oh that's good job and like, are you tired I'm like yeah yeah, because I, I'm trying to overcompensate so that they don't recognize it, but of course they do. I mean, they're, you know, they, they know as much dress. about me as I know about them. You know, when you're spending, you know, multiple hours a week with the same people over and over again, you know, you, you get to know pretty much every single aspect of their lives and, and them and they yours. So definitely. Yes, for sure. 
Um, so in any of your past roles in gyms, have you had like a manager position? Have you like managed trainers before? I have. Um, okay. When, so it was, uh, when I started with body design originally, um, I was actually a trainer with them only for six weeks um, and was promoted to the uh, director of that particular facility as more, it's basically the salesperson role. Yeah. Uh, over people who had been there much longer who just didn't want to do it. So I jumped up and really hadn't been a trainer for month, for very long and didn't know what I was doing. So that group actually helped me immensely to learn what, you know, what trainers were looking for and what made them happy. And, and uh, you know, and, and they were very free with telling me because, you know, I was, I had barely been one of them for, you know, six weeks so they would, you know, they they would share uh, probably more than necessarily needed to, but it it helped me learn. Uh, so from that point, um, basically, I managed in different facilities. My role with the company became to go into um, new facilities that we contracted with uh, all over the southeastern United States and hire the hire the staff, hire a director to train up to take over for me and then move on and do that somewhere else. Uh, I was doing that about every six months uh, for about three and a half, four years. Okay, so yeah. yeah, and then my last my last job not working for myself, uh, locally I actually was the fitness director for uh, Big Box Gym here in town and ever between 17 and 20 trainers uh, on staff at, at a time. So, um, you know, and all that experience coming into that job, it helped me immensely to come in. And it was a kind of a rough, rough situation I was uh, hired into. They hadn't had a man a director for months. And so the staff had kind of just been left on to their own. And as you know, you know, without any oversight, people will kind of fall to the, you know, natural and not always the best instincts. Um, so coming in to fix that and, you know, over the course of the next couple of years, you know, tripling, uh, the monthly income for the department nice. was, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of experience with managing trainers. That's kind of why I want to get back to it. I, you know, I, I love doing it. I, I love having other people get that successful and everything, you know, see the, as happy they are, you know, happy as clients are when they, you know, reach a new goal or, or hit a new milestone, uh, seeing trainers who with clients reaching new milestones, is is just as good um absolutely you know they and my philosophy has always been if if the trainers are happy and they'll be keeping the clients happy which will make the business happy absolutely um and as long as that and as long as that's going you know as long as the trainers feel comfortable know that you've got their back in you know any situation it's all it's it's not easy but it's a lot easier Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody wins when the trainers are happy. You mm -hmm. have more clients, you're helping more people. The trainers exactly. are making more money. You're making more money. It's kind of a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious. So you've been in this fitness industry for, what did you say? Like 20 years? Uh, just over 20 years. Yep. That's over 20 years. Incredible. Okay. How would you say that the fitness industry and, you know, being to people has changed from then to now? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing I've seen is the amount of bad information that we have to overcome <laughs> when they do come in to see us. And, um, you know, we, 
mentioned before, social media, uh, I think is a, just a, a, a really dicey place uh, for people to get their information. And, and some of it's phenomenal. I, I follow, you know, and, and keep up with some things uh, that way, but it's, you have to really know, like you have to know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because there's so much out there that is not just wrong, but dangerous. Absolutely. Um, I, I heard the other day and it, it's, it was an older uh, bit of information, but there was a, a new trend of getting all your water via the food you eat, like <laughs> drinking, actually not consuming any water, just eating getting it from the food you eat um which is just yeah <laughs> you, you you laugh because it, you know we we know that it's that's nonsensical but yeah. it, it it was pushed out there and, and it's you know and you get one celebrity who says oh i did it and then there's all these people do you know and hopefully at worst it's ineffective um unfortunately sometimes it's just flat out dangerous Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it used to be, you know, you might see like a dangerous diet in a magazine and they're great. Yeah. Eat grapefruit for 30 days. But mm. now it's like you log into social media and you scroll and can see like five bad diets or it, 10 it, pieces of bad advice. So yeah, I definitely agree. It's way more accessible now to get disinformation than, than yeah. Ever. Well, and I feel like, you know, even in with magazines, you know, back in the day, at least there was some oversight there, right. there was there, there was a you know a, the, whoever wrote the article, but then there was you know editorial editors and things like that to give it a little bit of oversight. Whereas now, I mean, I could start and started an account you know on Instagram and and say you should walk on your hands all day every day, and there's nobody to say <laughs> to push back on that. Exactly. Yeah, and you um, could be anyone, and you could say I'm a doctor of this, and really- right. You know, no one's fact checking out there. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So before we wrap up, I have a final question for you. What Mm -hmm. is something um, that you would tell the listeners today that you wish you would have known before you started your own business nine years ago? What would be your biggest advice to someone just starting out? It's going to be slow. (laughs) It's... um, So sometimes you get real lucky and you hit, you know, hit the jackpot right off the bat. But mostly in every every arena I've been in in the fitness industry, it, it's it's like getting stronger. It's it's going to be a slow process. It will happen, but if in that first couple of months or so you're you're not seeing the the people come in and everything, don't give up because it will happen. And just just keep getting yourself out there. Um, and if you f- focus on getting the clients results and keeping them happy that will make it happen um you know advertising is great uh you know putting your name out there in whatever way you can is is great but what them talking to their circles of friends and family will weigh much much more um when it comes to getting people in your door Absolutely. Let the results speak for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Brent, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to meet with me and share this wisdom with all of our listeners. 
tell everyone what your website is, you know, if they're interested in working with you, where can they find you? Okay. Uh, so it's uh, on the brink fitness.com. And like uh, you said before, we're located in uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee. So if you're, if you're local in the area and happen to hear this, stop by and let's talk. If I may not be able to train right away, but can get you on the scanner and, and help you start getting your results that way as well. Yes, absolutely. Look out for that new location. And what's your Facebook? Because I believe in you and it's going to be. <laughs> uh, it's uh, on, it's also on the brink fitness. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Brent. We appreciate your time and your contribution to the podcast today. And we look forward to seeing your new location and everything you do in the future. Um, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.